Rani Vamos Chavtes Amir Aleph 29A2 in the Art Scroll Gemara. We just read the Mishnah, a new Mishnah, which discusses the following case. There are three brothers, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters, Mrs. Reuven and Mrs. Shimon, and Levi is single. And Reuven passes away first, and Levi does Yibam, does, not Yibam, sorry, does Mamar, does this uh, potentially rabbinic, uh, potentially biblical, we'll see in a, in a minute, um, but a form of an engagement, this, uh, some form of an engagement with Mrs. Ruvain, uh, and he does this mamar, and then Shimon passes away. Shimon passes away, so Mrs. Shimon now is Zokuk, has this bond, has this Zika bond, and the question is, what happened? So according to Beis Shammai, because they already did mamar, so even on, according to the way most understand it, even on a biblical level, it accomplishes a significant amount, which is what our Gemara is about to discuss, what exactly does Mamar do, but it, 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 it accomplishes enough to say that uh, the Mrs. Shimon, the one who becomes essentially the Mrs. Ruvain's sister, and Mrs. Ruvain is now somewhat married, at least halachically engaged, uh, to Levi, and so then the sister, Mrs. Shimon, gets off free without doing it, is totally exempt from Yibam, from Chalitza, because it's like it's a wife's sister, and so therefore there's a total exemption. And and uh, Beishamai says that you could do Yibam, you could complete the process and do Yibam with the one that you did Mamar to, i.e., Mrs. Ruvain. That is the opinion of, of Beishamai, and we are primarily going to focus on Beishamai in the Gemara. Basila argues. Basila says no. Mamar is only a rabbinic uh, form of engagement, and on a biblical level, it would be viewed as both of them are zakuk, are still connected to you through this zika bond. And then there's a rabbinic prohibition to do yibum with either one because it's viewed as achosikukaso. There's a rabbinic prohibition uh, to do yibum to marry either one because we view each of them as having this zika type of a bond, and then you're not allowed to marry that sister, and they're both sisters to each other, and so therefore you would have to do chalitza to Mrs. Shimon, and Basil also points out that the one that you did mamar to, you would have to do give a get, a divorce document, and chalitza, because since you did mamar, we require a divorce document, but you would have to do both, give a divorce document, and do chalitza. That was the Gemara. So one line in the Gemara that is not about Beishamai, but then the rest of this recording will focus on Beishamai. Again, we follow the opinion of Basil that mamar is only a has rabbinic ramifications. It's a rabbinic idea. We do not follow the opinion of Shammai lehalacha, according to the halacha. The Gemara says, "Zuhi lemute mai, lemute haft Rabbi Shua delo avdin and kavase ala ikra b'gamliel ikra b'lazer." So this is really a side point, a one-line side point that says by Beis Hillel it says that uh, this scenario where you give a get and chalitza to one and then chalitza to another one. This is the case. Zui Amru, this is the case where we say, woe unto his wife and woe unto his uh, brother's wife, meaning to his wife, meaning the one that he did Mamar to, and then his brother's wife, meaning uh, Mrs. Shimon. So, woe unto Mrs. Rubin and to Mrs. Shimon, because there's no real way to get out of this. We require Chalitza for both. So this is coming to exclude. It says, Zui Amru, this is the case. This is the case to the exclusion of a different case. So it is, it is to the exclusion of a different case which you will find later on in the Mesechta, in the tractate, which uh, discusses uh, the case of a person who 
is married to a kitana, to a girl who's under the age of 12, and his brother is married to an older sister, uh, to an older sister of this girl. So basically, a similar case, Reuben and Shimon are married to two sisters, to Mrs. Reuben and Mr. Shimon. However, Reuben, his wife, is under the age of 12, and so that changes things. Uh, and then Shimon passes away, uh, so that really changes things, because since she's under the age of 12, uh, so therefore, there's the potential to completely annul the marriage uh, retroactively uh, by doing mian. She could do mian, a process called mian, if, if she's under the age of 12, uh, to completely uproot the marriage. And so therefore, that complicates things. Should she do mian? Should she wait until she's above the age of 12 and then it's a complete marriage? And so that is a discussion later on in the Gemara. There is one opinion there of Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua there says that, no, this is what you have to do. You have to do, give, do chalitza to one and give a get and a chalitza to the other. You have to, you have to uh, divorce his own wife. Not really give chalitza, but just divorce his own wife and then uh, do chalitza to his brother's wife, who is older, is older than the age of 12. And so the point is, is that this mission is really arguing on Rabbi Yeshua, according to this, this opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, who says that you essentially have to divorce both, divorce your own wife, who's under the age of 12, and also do chalitza to your uh, sister-in-law, to your brother's wife. We, the Mishnah is saying, this is the case where you have to get rid of both, uh, where you have to separate from both, uh, divorce both, but with regards to the case of Rabbi Yeshua, that we do not follow the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, with regards to that case where two brothers marry two sisters, and one of the sisters is under the age of 12. But again, that case we will discuss uh, much later on in the Mesechta. The Gemara now continues. Amar Rabbalaza. And this is a new topic now. And the main fo- our focus is going to be on the opinion of Beishamai. So again, just to re- review the opinion of Beishamai. Beishamai says that in a scenario where Reuben passes away first, the Levi, who's not related, besides for being a brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship, is not related to Mrs. Reuben. He does not Mamar. He does this a potentially biblical form of an engagement, according to Be'i Shammai. Others argue that it's only rabbinic, but according to the majority, it's a biblical form of engagement. It's Doraisa. And so then, and then only then does Shimon pass away after he did Mamar. So Be'i Shammai is of the opinion that since you already got married, uh, so therefore it's just like any other case where we had in the very first Mishnah that if your sister-in-law, your brother's wife, is also your wife's sister, uh, so then there's a total exemption. And so therefore here too, there would be a total exemption. That's the simple understanding of Beishamai. So again, just that simple of an understanding of Beishamai is that the way Mamar works is that it's like it's a complete engagement. It's like you're completely married according to this according to this uh, first perspective. We will see that we'll have two other perspectives. But according to this first perspective, it's like you're completely married. And that's actually an opinion which is stated explicitly on the next uh, on the next. Uh, Amud on Chavtesam Beis on 29b, that it's like a complete marriage. And therefore, if you would want to get divorced, if you want to separate, then all you need is a get. All you need is a divorce document. You wouldn't even need to do Chalitza because it it accomplishes something similar to Yibam. You might not have accomplished the mitzvah of Yibam. It's a discussion. Have you even accomplished the mitzvah of Yibam or was it just uh, a form of a completion of of an ishus, of that type of a relationship where either you're engaged or you're, you're now married? Um, or potentially, according to some, you have even fulfilled the actual mitzvah, according to Beishamah. You fulfilled the mitzvah of Yibam, that there's two different paths to take to fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam. One path is through doing Yibam, actual Yibam. The other one is this is this uh, other form of Ma'amar, according to Beishamah, which is not 
having marital relations, which is what Yibam is, but a different form of an engagement uh, which would work, according to this opinion, to say that, you know what, all you need is a divorce document, you don't need a chalitz anymore if you if you were to want to separate, and so therefore, uh, it's enough to exempt her sister, you are now your wife's sister, from Yibam or chalitza completely, according to this first opinion. So now we're going to quote two other opinions, and they're going to try to bring proofs and potential rejections to their proofs of how they understand, with regards to how they understand this opinion of Beis Shammai. Amar Abelazar, Abelazar says, Velazar says it's not true. What we just said before is not true. This is again, this is now option number two of how to, how to understand Beishamai. Really, it's not enough. If you did Mamar, even according to Beishamai, you would still have to do Chalitza. You would still have to do Chalitza because you have not completed the process yet, or, or even if this is. Uh, there's different ways to say it, but even if uh, this does complete the process as a mitzvah, uh, potentially, maybe you still have that zika, you still have that connection of the yibam type connection, that you're st- she's still connected to your brother, and so therefore we still require chalitza. At the end of the day, the point is that we still require chalitza, even after you did maimar. The only time that we don't require chalitza, where it's complete, completely independent, is if you did yibam. But if all you did was mamar, so then we still require chalitza. But Mamar, what does Mamar accomplish? Mamar accomplishes that, <coughs> at least we'll, 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 we will read the Gemara based on how Rashi understands it, um, which is that it's enough to say that the sister, right, the cases where two brothers married two sisters, and then the second brother also passed away, Shimon also passed away, that the sister is totally exempt. The idea here of Bishama is that the sister is totally exempt and that there is... Um, uh, there is no need for chalitza. There's, there's certainly no uh, no uh, no possibility for yibum, but you don't even need a chalitza because even though they are they are married, they still require chalitza if they wanted to get divorced, and it wouldn't work with just a divorce document, a regular divorce document of a of a of a regular marriage. So they still require chalitza, but it's enough to say that they're married, so that it pushes aside uh, the sister-in-law, the wife's sister, to say that she does not need to do anything. She could just marry anybody else that she wants. He does not require chalitza. That is the the second opinion here. Uh, the first opinion that's quoted in the Gemara, but the second opinion that we are you trying to explain this opinion of Beishamai. And now they try to bring a proof. Amar Rabbi Avin, Rabbi Avin says, I can bring a Mishnah for this. Our first Mishnah of the parak of the chapter. So again, this is the case where two sisters uh, fell to two brothers. They were married to two brothers, to Reuben and Shimon. Levi and Yehuda are alive after Reuben and Shimon pass away. And so in that case, we say that you have to do chalitza, you have to do chalitza to both. You're not allowed to do yibam. But Beishamai says that if you did yibam, they're allowed to stay married. But the implication is, is that that's not the ideal. That's certainly not the ideal. But if it happened, it happened. And so the Gemara now wants to say, well, if Maimar works, Maimar is not having marital relations. It's not about having marital relations. Maimar is a different form of an engagement. And so the Gemara says here on Chavtas Amabez, So the Gemara says 
that if it were to be true that Maimar is like it's a complete marriage, it's really a complete marriage and all you need if you wanted to get divorced is just a regular divorce document. You wouldn't have to do Chalitza. If it's a complete marriage, so then there's a solution. We have a very easy solution for that case. Levi and Yehuda are the remaining brothers. There are two brothers, there are two sisters, Mrs. Reuven, Mrs. Shimon, who fell to Yibam. So don't do Chalitza. There's an easy solution. One should do Maimar to one. The other one will do Maimar to the other. There's no problem of doing Maimar to your Achel Zukukaso, to the sister, the one that you have a Zika, you have this bond with, because the prohibition is to have sexual relations. You aren't, that's not happening by Maimar. Maimar is not that. It's an engagement without that. And so therefore, let each, well, each brother do that. That removes the Zika completely, because it's a complete marriage. Uh, and, and, and then you're allowed to finish it off with Yibam. You're allowed to, you're allowed to stay married. So why does the why does the Mishnah say you have to do chalitza? Do Maimar first, and that will remove uh, that will be a complete marriage and remove the zika. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. You still have the question, even according to your explanation, Rebbe Lazar. What was your explanation, Rebbe Lazar? You said that it wasn't a complete marriage. You still require chalitza, but in the end of the day, you were still of the opinion that it pushes aside. The sister, Mimer is good enough to say that it's like you're married to the person you did Mimer with. Let's say Levi did Mimer to Mrs. Ruvain. So now he's totally not connected to Mrs. Shimon. And Yehuda could then do Mimer to Mrs. Shimon, and now he's totally not connected to Mrs. Ruvain. And that should be fine. So even according to your explanation, uh, Rav Elazar, it should still, it should still work uh, in the Mishnah. So why does the Mishnah say to do Chalitza? Why are we forced to do Chalitza? You should do Maimar. And after you do Maimar, so now each one lost its Zika with the one that they did not do Maimar to. Levi to Mrs. Shimon, Yehuda to Mrs. Ruvain. And then they could, uh, they could continue with Yibam. It should be, it should be fine to just continue with Yibam. So the Gemara says, it must be the reason why we can't do Maimar in that case is for a different reason. So the Gemara says, no, they reject the whole proof. The whole proof, it doesn't prove to us anything. It doesn't prove to us that uh, that Mimer is not a is not a marriage, but it just pushes, it says that uh, you no longer have any connection to the sister, to the one that, to the other Yavama that fell, uh, that is a sister. No, it doesn't prove to us anything. The reason why you cannot do Mimer, Mimer does not their work at all. No matter how you view Mimer, whether it's a complete marriage or not a complete marriage, the reason why Mimer there does not work is because there it's a situation where you're not allowed to do Yibam. At this point in time, you're not allowed to do Yibam. Two sisters fall to two brothers. Neither one is allowed to do Yibam because of the rabbinic prohibition to do Yibam of Achel Zukukoso. Since there's no option to do Yibam, so then Maimar, which is, seems to be a step in the process to Yibam, so that will not work. You're only allowed to do Maimar if at this point in time you're allowed to do Yibam. Not if through the Maimar you're allowed to do Yibam, but if at this point in time before the Maimar you're not allowed to do Yibam because it's a rabbinic prohibition of Achel Zikukaso, of marrying the one that you have this Zika bond with her sister. Uh, so since there's a rabbinic prohibition for that, so therefore the Maimar itself won't work. Maimar can only work if it's in a situation where there's an option of doing Yibam. Here there is no option of doing Yibam. And so regardless of how you understand Maimar, that's why Maimar is really not connected uh, to that Mishnah, because that's a case where you just you're not allowed to do Yibam. If it's a case where you're not allowed to do Yibam, so then Maimar will not work. Okay, that is the Gemara. We'll read a few more lines, and this will be the third option of how to understand Maimar. So again, the first option was Maimar works completely. You're completely married. You don't require Chalitza anymore. The second opinion said no, we require Chalitza. You do require Chalitza. It's just that 
it's good enough to say that you have no longer have a connection. There's no longer that Zika connection to uh, the sister, uh, to the sister who is Mrs. Shimon. So let's say you did Maimar to Mrs. Ruvain, you no longer have that connection to Mrs. Shimon. Third opinion. This third opinion says something which is seemingly against our Mishnah, which we will get to in a minute. And that says that no, it doesn't even. It works even less than everything we've been saying. All it does, it says that your ladder, your ladder, get it, it doesn't work uh, to remove it from the sister. If you did my right to Mrs. Ruvain, it's not that you, 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 Mrs. Shimon, it doesn't have to do anything. No, we still require chalitza to be done to Mrs. Shimon. It's just you're allowed to stay with Mrs. Ruvain, but we still require chalitza to Mrs. Shimon. You still have that connection to Mrs. Shimon, and therefore we require chalitza. And so the Gemara then says, according to this opinion, So this might be a proof from the first Mishnah, as we described it before. So the Gemara says, that what's the proof? The proof is from the Mishnah that we said. Two remaining, sis- remaining brothers, Levi and Yehuda, two sisters, uh, Mrs. Ruve and Mrs. Shimon, they fall to Levi and Yehuda, and that if Maimer really works to say that you, that we don't require Chalitza to the other one, that you remove the Zika completely to the other one, so then just do Maimer. That was the proof that that we tried to give earlier. But this time it might work because uh, this is saying that Maimer doesn't even say that they're allowed... Before we said that Maimer works to say that you no longer have a connection to the other sister. But now we're saying you do have a connection because it requires Chalitza. So since you have since you retain that sort of connection, so therefore the Maimer won't help in that Mishnah. Leib and Yehuda will still have a connection to both sisters, so it won't help. So maybe that's that's why it won't help, because Maimer is very weak. It's weaker than what we thought it was, and it would still require Chalitza from the other sister that you did not do Maimer to. Sigmar then says, hold on a second. I don't understand. Our mission itself says, <laughs> our mission, Beishamai says, you're allowed to stay married to the one you did Maimer with, and the other one goes off free. Seems like the other one is just is able to marry whoever she wants without chalitza. Ella yevama dechazil lekulu chazil lemiksasa yevama de lo chazil lekulu lo chazil lemiksasa. And so they basically, according to Rashi, they reject this approach and they say, you know what? <laughs> the truth is, is that we really only have two options. We have that either it's a complete marriage or the second option that it's a dechia gemura. That really, uh, in the end of the day. The other sister has no connection to Levi. If Levi is a brother who did Maimer to Mrs. Ruvain, no more connection to Mrs. Shimon. Ah, why in, in that Mishnah, in that first Mishnah, do we say that Levi and Yehuda, they shouldn't do Maimer to one of the sisters and then they'll lose the connection to the other sister? So that's based, similar to what we said before. It's basically saying we don't do Maimer if in a situation where there's no option of Yibam. In that case, there's no option of Yibam from the beginning. There's no option of Yibam because that's a rabbinic prohibition. So Mimer does not accomplish anything if Yibam is not even an option. Only once Yibam is an option at all the stages, so then we say that Mimer could also work. But if Yibam is not even an option, so then Mimer will not work. So in the end of the day, there are two options. Option number one is that it's a real Kenyan, it's a complete, a complete uh, a completion of the marriage. All you need is a divorce document, not even Chalitza, if they would want to get divorced. And the second opinion says, no, we do require chalitza, but it's enough to say that you've, they've lost the zika uh, to the uh, to the other to the other sister, to the other one that that fell to uh, to yibum, because it is now your wife's sister. So now there is an exemption. Okay, 
The Gemara will continue on this topic of Beishamai in the next recording.